The following podcast is brought to you by the Village Sendo. For more information, visit villagesendo.org. Good morning, everybody. Ah, uh, so wonderful to be with you this morning. How is your body right now? How's can can people hear me? Um, looks like okay, okay. Um, how how's your body? How's your breath? How's your mind right in this minute? How is it for you? Uh, looking at the Zendo and seeing all of you, uh, I feel like, oh, I would like to be there with all of you. And of course, I'm there with all of you. And I'm also here. <laughs> Uh, my name is Kenko. I'm a senior student here at the Village Zendo, wherever here is. I guess here is wherever you are. And, uh, and I also um, teach mathematics and mathematics education um, at, a, at a state university over here. Um, and it's so interesting how this moment feels very different than, than last night felt. Yeah. Um, so the so last week was the first week of classes. Um, it looked like they changed the schedule. So the very first day that we arrived on campus was immediately filled with classes. And usually there is, you know, there are meetings and department meetings and union meetings, but, but this week it went right into it. New students, you know, um, beginning to build community in the classroom, exploring mathematical ideas together. Um, for me, it was very interesting. I'm sort of teaching two different types of classes. Um, and in one class, um, I had already worked with most of the students in previous semesters. Right. And uh, and in the other class, it was all first year students, you know, who I had never met and never worked with. And it was such a. Uh, I just noticed that in one way, the classroom community, we all knew that we had been together and how to be with each other and how to share ideas and how to raise questions and how to dive in and explore things, right? Because we had already worked in previous semesters on establishing that community. And then with the first year students realizing that, that there is a lot to learn and to figure out and what does it actually mean to be a college student, right? You know, you have experience from your, you know, K through 12 school. And and these were, of course, also students who um, were in high school the last few years um, during the pandemic who, you know, where the routine, where the practice was, was also very different during those years, right? 
learning how to be a student. Oh, I didn't bring a pencil. Do you have a pencil? I don't have anything to write. Is there any paper anywhere? Yes, it's in the back. It's a container where you can grab some paper. Yeah. And, and of course, in the back of my mind, I'm going, it's like, what were you thinking? I mean, how can you go into a class and you don't have anything to take any notes? It's like, but, but again, you know, during the pandemic, um, we probably didn't have paper and we didn't have pencils. And, you know, we took notes maybe on our computer or in some other way, or nobody even told us that um, taking notes is actually a, an important part in learning in making sense of ideas in in somehow bringing it into our own brain and our, into our own mind. And then at school, there's, of course, also the, the bigger picture. Um, the student numbers, as some of you may know, um, the high school graduate numbers have been going down for a number of years. And yet there are all these universities who expect students to show up. And fewer and fewer students show up. And what does that mean? And what courses can we offer? And how does this institution that has buildings and tenured staff and all of that, how, how does that manage and adapt? Yeah. Lots of change. And also wonderful, um, exciting, positive things. Um, I worked with some colleagues on a grant over the grant proposal over the summer, um, looking at getting money for some scholarships for students who want to become teachers and who are ready to teach in high need districts. Yeah. And in the process, also realizing, oh, actually, um, I don't know how to prepare students for high need districts, right? I need to go into high need districts and find out what is it like? Um, what is the classroom community like? Um, what can teachers do? What do successful teachers do um, to build that and support their students? Um, what, what is there to learn? And then at the end of this, week of tumult and settling in. Um, yesterday felt like a very full and demanding day for me. Um, it, it ended with a flooded basement. So just to paint the picture. Um, so I was running an event for incoming students and for faculty, again, as sort of a community building event. Um, math games with bad drawings you know so if you there's there's a book um 75 and a quarter games to play yeah. so, so so we explore too um again mostly to to build community um get familiar with each other feel comfortable with each other in a context that's not the classroom and then before that we had a department meeting where um as any of you who have been in meetings may have experienced that sometimes some people think that X should be happening and some people think that 
why it should be happening. And both sides feeling very strongly about their point of view. And I feeling very strongly about my point of view, which is, of course, the objectively correct one. Maybe. <laughs> So yesterday, by the end of the day, my body was tight and I had a headache because I had worked on my computer all day long from morning until late and, and all the, the tension from the meeting and from everything I had really just settled into my body. And then as I was driving home, um, the deluge started. So first a few drops, then more, and the wipers go fast and the wipers go faster. And then the wipers almost can't go fast enough to keep the water um, off my windscreen. And of course, I'm also hungry. <laughs> not, not a good combination. So I decided to stop in town to pick up some food. I sort of strategized about where will I park so that I can get to the, to the burrito place, um, Bueno Isano, in the shortest possible way. And, and I make it and I come inside as a, as a big flash and thunder outside and the electricity goes off. <laughs> ah, I thought I would just come in here and order some food and pay for it with my credit card and the, and the ordering device of course is off. Right? And at the same moment, uh, uh, a young woman is coming, you know, running out of the back. She had apparently been caught in the dark back there because she had gone to do some stuff. And then she comes up and is all a flutter and tries to turn the, the devices back on. And of course, they don't come on. And she pushes the button some more. And, um, and I don't know exactly what it was, but I just stood there and sort of you know, watch the whole thing. And it sort of felt like we were all in that together. It sort of felt like a little, little adventure. This is what it's like when everything just stops. And, and the devices and the structures that you think sort of hold us up and, and are there to do particular things in a particular way, in a particular order, they're just off, you know, just off. And then as I'm standing there, I'm sort of thinking, huh, you know, how long is this going to take? <laughs> What's going to happen? Um, should I maybe say something or go somewhere else? Or And then I figured, you know, somewhere else, they're going to have exactly the same issue. So I may just well stand here and and then at some point, the, the little um, credit card thing comes back on. And then it goes off again. <laughs> and at that point, I sort of pulled out my wallet and said, I also have cash. <laughs> she said, oh, that's great. She said, uh, what would you like? You know? And it's like realizing, actually, we don't need this computer um, to, to do what we can do because they are, they are, the food is in containers in the back, which is already warm, right? So we can do a lot of things. And I said, yeah, I, I'd like a, um, 
a chicken burrito in a in a bowl uh, to go. We can we can make that happen. And, and of course, then she realized that um, the the drawer for the money, you know, doesn't open when there is no when the system isn't on. So so she dug in an, in some uh, she dug out uh, a, a metal container from the like from from some shelves down where they were keeping extra spare change, right? So um, you know, so there is change. So I get my burrito. I get my change. I leave a tip, and I head out again. And then as I'm driving home, the rain gets worse. Um, and it's like my wipers are going, 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 going. They're, they're barely going fast enough. So I have to slow down. Um, and, and we live at the bottom of a hill. And the road goes along the bottom of the hill. And of course, all the roads that are coming down the hill are like rivers. And the road that I'm driving on is sort of turning into a bit more of a river. So I'm thinking, hmm. Looks like it's fine right now. I think the road sort of goes up a little bit as I as I keep going. So let's just keep going slowly, slowly, slowly. And then I go up the hill and park behind our building. And I'm already thinking, it's like, where am I going to park so that I'm actually close to the door? And and I find a spot that's reasonably close, but it's raining so heavily that I think it's like, you know, I'm I'm just going to get drenched if I get out here. Um, so, um, I, I figured that Joey, my partner was probably worried about, you know, seeing me drive up, but then not seeing me. So, so I texted him, I said, um, I'm eating my dinner in the car because it's raining so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, all along it's like, um, there's sort of another expectation about how things are usually, and it just gets, you know, swiped away and then i reach back and 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 get my my burrito bowl container out of the little container and i realized that when i left i didn't pick up any utensils <laughs> if i'd gotten an actual burrito i could have eaten it right but then it's like okay and then the rain lessened a little bit so i just grabbed my stuff and went inside and then i I had my burrito dinner and I and I enjoyed that. So, you know, so that's what life is like sometimes. We think it's a particular way and then things happen. And then somehow we find a way. Once we're sort of ready to let go of um, sort of trying to resurrect the thing that we think should be there and was there before and now no, no longer is there. Like, okay, what can we what can we actually do? And that was interesting. I really, uh, after that, I, um, I I really felt exhausted from the day. And it, and it's interesting. I don't know if you've experienced that before, but it's like there's a there's a tape loop running in the back, 
that sort of tells yourself what a hard day you've had and how many good reasons you have for feeling what you're feeling and poor me and it's like everybody's out to get you and this is terrible and blah 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 um and it's so easy to um you know there's something that feels like it's important to tell ourselves that I don't know you know does it make us feel better I don't know does it make us feel worse I don't know And and what was also going on in my mind was the whole sort of conflict from the department meeting, right? I mean, have you had that before that it's like you're sort of rehashing a whole conversation about what happened, what you could have said and what they were, were thinking and what you were thinking? And that's what I when I remember and why I was so excited to see a full Zendo. Um, Shinryoshi the other day gave a wonderful talk, and the image has still sort of stuck with me of the potatoes in the tub. That um, it's often in working together and in bumping into each other and thinking that this should be this way, and somebody else thinks that it should be a different way. That, that there is a space for noticing that, but for noticing that we need to pay attention, right? Not to get stuck in our ideas, but actually to be able to stop and listen and see what is actually here. What are the tools that are actually here? And not live in the, in the world that I have created with my thoughts about how things really should be and how this meeting should go. So there's a there's a koan um, that maybe could help us shed some light on this. So it's um, called Sweeping the Ground. It's um, case 21 from the Book of Serenity. As Yunyan was sweeping the ground, Dao said, too busy. Yunyan said, you should know there's one who isn't busy. Dawu said, if so, then there's a second moon. Yunyan held up the broom and said, which moon is this? Dawu then stopped. So, Yunyan and Dawu, um, as it turns out, and as it suggests in the introductory verse, um, were Dharma brothers. Um, they studied together under one teacher, and then um, together went to a different teacher, um, and they both um, finally got um, transmission from that teacher. So they knew each other well. Um, Dawu was the elder brother. And Yunyan was the younger brother. And younger and older, um, maybe that means in years, or maybe that means in in practice. Um, 
Yunyan studied hard for a long time. And, and didn't see what he was trying to see. There are um, lots of stories about the two of them um, engaging in these kinds of conversations, being together, living together, studying together, practicing together, working together. There was one where Yunyan was making tea. Dao asked, who are you making tea for? Yunyan said, there's someone who wants it. Yunyan said, Dao said, why don't you let him make it himself? Yunyan said, fortunately, I'm here to do it. So you can feel the, the heart and the connection between the two of them. So Yunyan was sweeping the ground. I think Jack Cornfield once said, in Zen, you do two things. You sit and you sweep the garden. And there's really no end to the garden. And there's really no end to the sweeping. And yet Dao comes along and something about the scene or something in him gets him to say something. He says, too busy. I can imagine, I, I remember during uh, work practice, sometimes I'm too busy during work practice. That sort of really, you know, I really get sort of, you know, drawn away from the sweeping or I get sort of wrapped up in how do I look in the sweeping? So maybe Dao saw something about um, how Yunyan, maybe how he was holding the broom. Um, maybe he was sweeping the same corner a second time, a third time. Maybe he was making a big fuss with the leaves flowing all over the place. And he said, too busy. That's what I felt like yesterday. In the meeting, after the meeting, and carrying it along with myself out of that meeting, out of that day. Wrapped up, tight body, uncomfortable, and with a tape loop going in the back of my mind about how this was all terrible and how I'm such a poor person to have to go through this. Right? Too busy. But Yunyan responds and says, you should know there's one who isn't busy. So maybe his sweeping was just sweeping, was just you should know that there's one who isn't busy. 
what helps you notice the one who isn't busy? When cooking, when having dinner, when having a conversation with a friend, or a, a little bit of a contentious conversation with a colleague. How do you get in touch with the one who isn't busy? And of course, then my mind already jumps in and says, oh, that's the one who is busy. And then there's the one who isn't busy. And what, how, how do I get back to the one who isn't busy when I feel busy and I'm doing something wrong because now this is all, all the stuff is going on. So Davo said, if so, there is a second moon. So there is the danger that separation opens up. When I, in, in addition to feeling bad and feeling tight and also beating up on myself for doing that. And thinking, oh, this should be different. I should be feeling just fine and relaxed. And there's the second moon. And then union responds and just holds up the broom and says, which moon is this? And Dao then stopped. One moon, two moons, one broom, reaching out, saying something, challenging the person next to you, engaging in Dharma dialogue, and coming to the place that Dao just stopped. What is it that helps you stop? Sometimes it takes a lightning strike and thunder and electricity going off. Sometimes it's the sound of a bird. Sometimes it's the sound of the heat coming on in the building. Sometimes it's the sound of some instrument in the zendo clanging. Which moon is this? And I also wonder in my department meeting, right? Did I miss the broom? Did I create the second moon? What would it be like? What would it mean to just hold up the broom? What would it mean to stop 
and actually listen to what the other person is saying. Because maybe they have a point. Even though it may not fit into my structure of how I thought the meeting would have gone and what the outcome really needs to be. Just potatoes rubbing against each other in the tub. Let me close with a little verse. I want X, you want Y. Listen, listen. Potatoes rumbling in the tub. Thank you.